And we are back, folks. Oh, my God. Welcome back. This is to the, the first time I've looked at Brooke's face since I was in L.A. with her. So welcome wow. to experiencing this I know. with us. I just I did have that moment when I looked at you um, via the Internet and I like felt my heart a flutter. <laughs> Indeed. It's been almost a month, which is crazy. Um, you got here a month ago. Yeah. Yeah, I did. Literally, I hate exactly. that. <laughs> I know so long. <laughs> it's upsetting. But um, on the other but, hand, we are almost exactly halfway between our birthdays, you know? <laughs> I always forget also that our month or the closeness of, not of the, the number of the day. Wow. Hello, You're, Brooke. She hello. is here to play. Oh, you guys, my brain <laughs> has shut off. My brain. It's Can done. you give me some highlights from the last three, four weeks of your life? Just like two or three. I can think of one. I started you. an acting class. That's the one I, I started another new job as a brand ambassador for a cannabis company. I so fun. Got it in. Yes, girl. I, yes, girl. She sex in the city. In a I, new city. I sex in the city so much, you guys, that whilst hooking up with someone, I left and he was like, what's up? And I was like, nothing. And he was like, tell me. And I was like, no, because the thing I thought was, hmm, you feel like a Petrovsky, which is <laughs> so awful. Um, it, it's, so, it's so deeply layered. Um, yeah, I was going to say there are layers to that. It's an onion. It's Shrek. We're back. But it's, uh, it means so many things to, call, to label him as that. Um. I think I finished The Fosters before you got here, but I did watch another show called The Imposters, which you should watch, and I fell but in love. You went from The Fosters to The Imposters. You're not the first person, <laughs> including me, to notice a pattern in my TV uh -huh. habits. Um, and I fell in love um, with yet another I... pale-skinned, dark-haired British man named Rob Heaps, who is oh, on the television but show. of course. But, of course. I watched um, Pen15, which if you haven't seen... I need you to. It's too. very good. I have watched um, it. Oh, good, good, good. We'll discuss at a later date. Oh, God. It's so funny. But, hi, Bridget. S hi, Brooke. Hi, everybody. Welcome to. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. We're here. We're here. We're here together. We're focused. We're ready. We know this podcast. We've done it for two and a half years. Welcome to Splat, Splat the podcast where me, Brooke, and me, Bridget, talk about sex, sex in, in the, the city. city, 10 years younger and 20 years later. Look at wow. us. Here we are. We centered and we got there. Namaste. Namaste. Oh, lady. I had my one year anniversary teaching at Core Power. Oh, congrats. That's huge. That was a that was a big that was a big one. What about you? What are your highlights? I just steamrolled you. Oh, please, <laughs> please. Well, not quite a year, but I've done 30 class. I did 30 classes in four months and had my first advanced classes when I came back from. Well, first, Brooke and I both got really sick upon my departure because, of course, we did. Like, so sick. so sick. I tried to go to work, which was dumb because I wouldn't have done it if I hadn't just missed a work of a week of work, a work of week. A work of week. Um. But then my great grand boss stopped by my desk on day two and was like, uh, he was going to say something to me and literally just stopped in his tracks. He was like, why are you here? And I was like, I know I'm going to have a call with my boss in, in 25 minutes. And then I'm going to ask her if I can go home. He was like, she'll say yes. And I 
Um, and then I was home and I couldn't sleep or eat. It was great. I taught yoga three That's classes. Kooky. And then the next day they were like, I was like, I can't do anything here no that's it too I made it for one day and the, t- the second day it was all over but sweet Ari roommate of the pod has codeine cough syrup so I slept for the first time in four days thanks to that <laughs> um but jujitsu is crazy and so intense but just so good there's actually there's like a cutie boy who I realized about three classes ago is like definitely sort of flirting with me we're like (gasps) just like buds well yeah it is exciting except (laughs) I like categorically can't do it you know like I just don't want to shit where I eat and it's too precious to me but it's like the first time I've been interested in someone in like a year so here is what I'll say I am discovering that I have a lot of walls up Uh, yes (laughs) I've talked about this in therapy I am a way more closed off person than I thought I was I learned that I need to find a therapist and it's been too long and we've hit, we've hit that point. Yes, indeed. I'm just so happy you're getting some. I need that energy by transitive property. (laughs) Uh, Another exciting thing. Right, 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 right. Another exciting thing is that I've discovered a (laughs) smoothie that I'm obsessed with. (laughs) I mean, fuck dick. Let's talk Uh, about the smoothie. No, no, fuck dick. It would be preferable. <laughs> no, actually, I'd take the smoothie. It's the kind of thing where, like, I made it once and then was like, oh, I'm going to make this at least once a day for <laughs> until I get tired of it. Ooh, um, you, just for it? the listening audience, it's banana, peanut butter, cacao powder, um, chocolate protein powder, and almond milk or whatever your your milk substitute of choice is and ice. And occasionally I'll throw some chocolate chips in if I want. But basically it's... Um, it tastes like dessert, I bet. It, it Yeah, it does. And it has... This thing has 20 grams of protein in it. You get it, girl. Thank you. I'm trying to eat better for my jujitsu. It's I'm really... i cook more. I've been doing that a little bit. It's, um, it's gratifying. I don't think I'm ever going to be someone who just comes home and makes dinner for myself every night or even most nights. But it's a good habit and skill you know I'm inspired by people who do that mm-hmm. excuse me should we um oh I got my first massage my first full oh my god massage, and I got a subscription to a place and so I'm gonna go once a month I'm really excited it god, made it a big difference nice to have like a little bit of disposable income huh yeah it definitely is although it is all used up <laughs> like my I have like five expenses now that are just basically everything. And so I'm just really tight about everything else. But this is the first time in my life I've been able to do stuff like this. So it's so gratifying. And I have savings. Yes, girl. I'm just trying to like be an adult in the ways that I just like care about some things for the first time that I haven't before. And I don't care about anything. It's or exhausting. I'm nice. a shell of who I once was. <laughs> Love to hear that from my best friend. <laughs> yes, girl. Absolutely. Um, I'm trying to figure out when I'm coming sh- to New York. Oh, I, I am interested in this conversation, <laughs> but we should have it later. All right, all right. Okay, so Sex in the City. So we're the way we we set this up for you guys is we agreed on some mutual like just things to discuss and then we sent each other's questions and then we have some questions that you guys sent in so we're just gonna kind of work our way through starting with with the general questions yeah let's go with Bridget (laughs) 
Talk to me. What do you think the overall thesis of the show is by the finale episode? So I thought about this one for a while because I was trying to figure out if there was a difference between what the show thinks its thesis is and what it actually came across to me as. Oh. And I think there is, but to give the show credit, I also think there's a place where they merge significantly and, and that is what I think is like eternal about the show and what people remember. And that is that I think it's about, well, maybe this isn't quite what they intended, but I think it's ultimately about how our relationships, particularly romantic, but mm-hmm. I also the friendship, define us. Yeah. And That's- I think it, I think maybe it wants to be a little more like in its ideal, it's like finding yourself and strength and female friendships. But I think the boy, boy, boy after boy male yeah. relationship is what bleeds through a little bit more. So I think, my, yeah. What do you think? Mine are not dissimilar. I put like my joke. It's not a joke, but like the only way I could think of how to say it without sounding like incredibly cheesy was the RuPaul sign off, which is if you can't mm. love yourself, how the hell are you going to love somebody else? Oh, Can I, I like that amen? a lot. But do you think I Carrie also, successfully loves herself at the end? I think that she is able to find her voice uh, in a way that one could argue yes. I like that. And then the other thing I wrote is the more you look for the perfect love, the farther away you'll be. Because the through Ooh. line, I think for all of them, is that they end up, except for Carrie and Big, but like whatever, but like sure. with Steve – Jar Smith and Harry, um, they all are like they all fight it. So the three of them all fight it so 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 much. And in right. that way, you would almost say that like Big is the is the fits the um mold in really his relationship to Carrie more than Carrie in relationship to Big. If you like the archetype of fighting, 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 oh, fighting, and finally submitting yeah. to the the thing that's been in front of you all along. True. Although I think Big just runs. (laughs) But yes. Sure. That's interesting. That's really interesting. I do think there's there's definitely something to be said for the other three in particular being like the surprising or the difficult or the not clear linear pathway relationships. Well, one could argue that one person might have four different, (laughs) you know... The, id, the ego and the super ego, but like you, right. you know, the baseline carry just picks fucking big. The one place, the only place that this theory breaks down is the idea of Carrie Bradshaw dating every single man on this show. <laughs> yeah. I have to let you know that Fred just ran into my room because he's fucking obsessed with me, which means that I'll probably have to get up and let him out at some point. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> Good to know he's there. I saw, oh, by the way, I saw Lauren. You did? It was so nice. It was such a surprise. Yeah, she came to Avi's birthday party on Friday. Oh, of course. Yeah, it was really sweet to see her. Oh, I love that. <laughs> yeah, it made me happy. Um, okay, so next question. Yeah. Um, this is a real simple one and also a hard one to answer, but let's go favorite episode or episodes. One that I picked was um, Pick a Little, Talk a Little, Ooh. which is season five um season six rather season six episode oh, yes. four and it is the one where 
Carrie, the scrunchie episode, and it's the he's just not that into you episode. Oh, sure. I think it what? is like, I think it is one of my favorites because it like was so epitomizing of a sex in the city and that it was like showing Carrie and her relationship and it like helped create the Miranda archetype that we all like yes, know totally. to be true and it like inspired the book and then the dumb rom-com he's just not that into you and it's like when Smith and I don't know I just think it's like it's like the seeds of relationships for Harry and Charlotte and Samantha and Smith and we get to see like when I think that's the one where he too is like the sexiest thing of all would be for you to just talk to me. And it's just like the beginning yes. of like Smith being the best man in all of yes, the show's God, canon. So oh, what an excellent choice. I think that one, that one's mine. That's the one I picked. What about you? I liked that. Okay. So I had a hard time with this one. All of, all of my first instincts were a season six because they were just like recent and I like the writing more. But then when I started to really think back, I thought of a lot of favorite moments mm. of like depth and emotional reason, but that weren't necessarily from like episodes I cared about all that much. Um, but in ter- I think I settled on, I'm going to go with two. Um, one of them is um, s- season three. Oh, no, sorry, sorry. One of them is season four, episode eight, My Motherboard Myself, mm-hmm. which is the one where Miranda's mom dies. Yeah. Um, and there's, like, kind of a silly Samantha plot where she loses her orgasm, but it's one of those, like, dark Samantha moments that's never fully yeah. examined or returned to. Mm-hmm. And um, Carrie's having, like, tech problems, but she obviously, like, leaves New York and goes to Miranda's side, and then they all walk her down the church aisle behind the casket. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think, what was my other favorite? Um, okay. So I did go for a season six and it was season six, episode four, 14, which is the ick factor, which mm-hmm. is the one that Samantha finds out she has breast cancer. Miranda and Steve get married and have their like perfect low key wedding. Mm-hmm. And then when Miranda comes over afterwards, she says, forget about my special fucking day. Just be normal. And Samantha tells her and um, Charlotte says, now go back to your people and we'll talk to you later. And Miranda says back, you are my people and we'll talk about this now, it's which so is good. just like prime Miranda, prime friendship, prime shit getting really serious and, um, real in all those ways in the last season. Um, and then what's, I didn't even look this one up, but I was thinking about the one where Carrie dates the Jewish guy and his family. <laughs> it like yeah. loves her more than him. And mm-hmm. there's that delectable schmear spread, uh, like spread of food. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> um, that was way too many, but I am terrible at picking favorites. That's okay. What about least favorite then? Well, okay. So I think what I put in, we might've answered this differently. Oh no. Least favorite, least favorite. Sorry. Sorry. Least favorite. I'm an idiot. <laughs> hey, no. <laughs> Least favorite is, um, I. they're really obvious, but I'm going to say boy, girl, boy, girl, mm-hmm. which is the bisexual episode in which Carrie's basically like, this isn't real. And I could never be yeah. with a boy like this because I think stand. he wants to date everyone around him. And then no ifs, ands, or buts, which is 
the episode where Samantha dates a black guy and his sister is not really into I it mean, and they like make that, Samantha go to like black Harlem. That is like the worst not. episode. That's the worst episode of the series for sure. Yeah. 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 I put, I put um, critical condition, which is the Nina Katz episode where like Carrie just like spirals yes. out of control over nothing. And, and like Samantha, confronts her. And Samantha just like is looking for her vibrator and sharper image. It's just like a stupid episode. Yes, yes, I like, yes. I just think there it's are a few of those that I felt were really dumb. And I don't just like the one. Dumb and I episodes. think it's in season one where Charlotte, um, with like the the group of the Society of Lesbian Women. Mm-hmm. Yes. I didn't, didn't love that one either. Yeah. No. I th- I think there are. There are, there are a couple of others, like the cast system was pretty poorly handled. Anything that tried to deal with, like, race or anything just yeah. did it terribly. And I agree, I really didn't like the one where um, Carrie confronted Nina and just, like, goes off the fucking rails. Yeah. Okay, so this one's fun. This is what I thought you were referring to last time. This is yes. best, in parentheses, worst, one episode stand, which you'll remember is what we referred to as one of the guys, one of them sees just for an episode. So mine is Vince Vaughn in oh. LA, because, partly because it's Vince Vaughn. <laughs> um, right. And it's, it's the guy, if you remember, when Carrie goes to LA, she goes to this party and she meets... Uh, Vince Vaughn but he's not Vince Vaughn he's an assistant and she ends up he takes her back to his place and then in the next morning we find out that it's it's Carrie Fisher's house and then he like becomes a yes dude. my other one is um Craig Bierko I just love yes Craig Bierko the hashtag the music man uh yes Craig Bierko well so mine was um also, fu- I think it was the ick factor is the funny thing, but it's it's um, the guy, the Steve's best man. Sorry, Harry's best man. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. When um, Carrie like sleeps with him one night, and the next day he expects them to be like engaged to each other, and freaks out at her outside of the wedding, and then gives that terrible speech about how she's like stomped on his heart and is like a little <laughs> slut. Yeah, that's um, a good one. Yeah, those are both great. Wow, Craig Bierko. Forgot about that. <laughs> How could you forget about the music, man? <laughs> Never. He plays trombones for the kids in the town. I mean. <laughs> God, kill me. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> what do you think is the best character arc of the whole show? Um, I think it's, I mean, I think it's Samantha. How annoyed and mad would you be if I was like, it's Mr. John Big? <laughs> <laughs> I would be I would be disbelieving. I would want your paper your your five paragraph essay on my desk by five PM tomorrow. I simply do not have the time, ma'am. <laughs> my true. cat ate my essay. So many classes. <laughs> oh the essay you haven't written yet. Um, How do you know? My you think it doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> you think it's Samantha? Um Yeah, I think it's Samantha. I see that. I wrote, I think it's Samantha, but basically oh. just in like, but, but no, 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 no. In season six. But if we're looking at the whole show, I have two answers that might surprise you. One of them is I think maybe Charlotte. Yeah. I was actually just going to say Charlotte. Because she's still very much Charlotte at the end, but where she begins and where she gets to just in terms of like her life and her attitudes and her her relationship and all of that I think is really compelling and it 
I think it's a far distance. Mm -hmm. And the other person, my other favorite arc on the show is Steve. Because unlike most of the guys. I knew you were going to say Steve. Of course you did. Unlike most of the, and this is a new one too. I only had Charlotte written down, but I was thinking about it earlier. Um, In terms of like the men on the show, which so many of them were just written into bullshit, you know, turnarounds to get them out of the picture. Steve, that happens, but his, the way his arc, like the way he really grows up and like becomes who Miranda needs and vice versa and and balances her and becomes a dad. I just love it. That's great. I love that. Samantha definitely goes a long way. I just think they draw it out so long with idiocy. Yeah. I just don't know. Maybe they just like didn't know what to do with it. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Maybe it's Magda, you know? Maybe it's Magda. But thinking about it, too, like, Miranda does actually really end up pretty far from where they she started. All, they all do, except for yeah. Carrie. <laughs> Granted, a lot of it happens just in that season six, because there are so many, like, massive life changes and rearrangings and, like, discoveries, you yeah. know? Which is fair. It makes sense. Yeah. Um, Moving on. Yes. What do you think the best friendship moment in the series is? Um, so I took a little bit of a cop out here and went broad. I have one. I have one specific example. But um, I think my favorite friendship moments in the show were every time that they were telling each other hard truths. Mm-hmm. Which is like not even really something I'm not. Well, not about each other necessarily. Because that I don't do a ton, but like the having really serious conversations and sometimes having to say the thing that the person you love doesn't want to hear because you love them, you know, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that those moments felt really real and like the show was digging deep. And then my one specific example is um, the four of them sitting in Samantha's doctor's office eating popsicles. Mm, That's a good one. What about you? Mine are the hard truths are good. I are a good one. But I like I have three. The yes. first is when Samantha brings Charlotte the basket of or yes. Charlotte brings I forget who brings it. Charlotte brings it after. I think also they're like her. the moments are of like unspoken apologies. Mm-hmm. Where it's like this gesture is like they don't they're close enough they're important to each other enough that they don't need to say anything another example of that is in that's when that's when samantha sleeps with charlotte's brother right and then charlotte freaks out at her right ever yes okay what's number two number two is in my motherboard myself when that at the eye contact made between miranda and samantha while they're coming down the funeral the aisle um that one another moment of unspoken apology and then powerful in the finale when Charlotte and Miranda tell each other that they're incredible. Yes. And they think that they're te- it means like they mean it in different ways and for different reasons. But I think totally. that is a beautiful moment of friendship. Wait, Charlotte and Miranda, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, at the table. Yes, yes, yes. Great one. Also, this one feels very, it's not quite as deep, but very classic like Sex in the City. And um, as like a moment I've had in my life. But very, what is it? Episode one when they buy vibrators together. Yeah, you know, I haven't found a vibrator that I love since the vibrator that I love died. Dang, even the new one you bought isn't qu- isn't as good. It's just like 
it does too much and I want a specific thing from mm-hmm. it and I can't do it because there's, it won't. It's too much. Yeah, I know. I know. I've been looking at getting a new one, too. It's just overwhelming. <sighs> um. Okay. Where do you think the series would go next? Meaning, like, if it just, I don't know, if it had another two episodes, uh, two seasons from here or something or whatever. I literally wrote, we're going to watch the movies. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I think but they're going like, to, like, go to Abu Dhabi and. <laughs> um, oh, my God. Uh, I never thought of that. I think that, you know, we're going to get to see a wedding between Big and Carrie, but, like, maybe it's not going to go the way we think it is. We're also going to yeah. see – No, I think we see what I, – I, I think we watch the movies. Yeah. That's fair. I was going – I mean, my answer to this isn't very good because maybe it just was the wrong question for this, but I said I think it had to stop where it did, partially because of the incoming mom divide, which would have been, like, pretty significant given yeah. how they've set up, like, Carrie and Samantha. Mm-hmm. But – I do have questions that like maybe are going to be answered and probably will be answered in the movies. But like the immediate things that I wanted to know more about is like, what's Carrie going to do with her career now? And I want to know you everything about out. Samantha and Smith from find here. That out. <laughs> okay. Okay. Fair. But in a world where the movies don't exist and the show just continued, you know, to think about like where they would have to, but I get that the movies did that. Anyway, this was a silly question. There are no um, silly questions. There are just silly people. <laughs> just silly answers. <laughs> just silly answers. Bleep floor. Um, bleep blarm. There's a silly answer. <laughs> Thank you, Robot Brooke, <laughs> who has been water damaged. <laughs> <laughs> so we have one more one more general question, which is, what what is your favorite, I wonder? Why don't you start? Okay. Hold on. I Bless you. Thank you. I have three. Mm-hmm. The first one is, as I walked home, I couldn't help but wonder, when did being alone become the modern day equivalent of being a leper? Episode four. <laughs> they shoot single uh-huh. people, don't they? My second one is, which this one's actually may- maybe my good one, a good one. I couldn't help but wonder, inside every confident, driven single woman, is there a delicate, fragile princess just waiting to be saved? Was Charlotte right? Do women just want to be rescued? Mm, In season three, episode one, where there's smoke. And then my last one is in season six, episode three, the perfect present. I couldn't help but wonder, can you get to a future if your past is present? Which is something I think about a lot because I do. (laughs) Um, Yes. And I can speak. The first one, not really. I just because I think I've been single for so long and a lot of my friends are in couples, I feel like that one really resonated with me. And I feel like sometimes people in couples are like all of they want to do, especially like I think in our late mid to late 20s, like people are starting to like pair up. And like if you don't have a serious partner, you're not going to get a plus one to the wedding type of situations. Um, yes. And I'm like, I, I feel weird being single. But even though I like for the most part, I'm very content and happy being single um my other one is about the being saved which like I think is just like a really pertinent question I think that's just like is like a real thing because I find myself thinking about like is the fact going back to the uh, the other one it's like the fact that I'm like a strong independent person like I sometimes think is a deterrent 
to guys at least totally I totally got that even though like obviously like the man that will love me will love me for those reasons um but I definitely like felt that one and then the other one I just think like I don't know I have a ghost who haunts me and um as ghosts are wont to do and I have like you know a lot of I think, like, for the year after I broke up with my ex, my, like, serious ex-boyfriend, like, he was in my life in a serious way. And we, like, would all, like, I thought we were going to get back together, mm. like, every other month because we would, like, hang out and it would be fine. And then it would be, we would sleep together and then it would be confusing. And I was like, yep, yep. You know, how am I supposed to move forward with anyone if you keep existing, like, this being thing. here? Yep. Totally. So those are, those are mine. Um, love you that. Guys, okay, it the be one that, I, like, I only had literally three minutes ago. I was like, I don't want to answer this question, <laughs> <laughs> which I understand. It's a hard one, and a lot of them are honestly so dumb because, and we talk about this how they are black and white or reductive or whatever. So I found one that often like the spirit of them is good, you know, but the actual yeah. I wonders. So m- surprise, surprise, season six, um, episode fifteen, catch thirty eight. I wondered if should was another disease plaguing women Mm. because I do, I feel, I mean, of course we're all, I think governed and like guided by shoulds in a a lot of ways and not all of them are shoulds for good reason, you know? And Mm -hmm. there's a lot of pressure from that. And I just thought it was interesting (laughs) of Carrie to ponder, you know, I do. I do. That's all. Um, Okay. Here's my first question just for Brooke. Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. What struck you most about watching the series now versus when you were younger? Um, I talked about this, I think, a lot as I as we were watching it. But I think it's that how much I was, like, brainwashed Plato's cave. Like, how I was – how I internalized what a relationship looks like. Totally. Um, Plato's cave, that's what it's called, right? You know yeah, the cave. Yeah. yeah. Yes, I do. Um, go cats. Throw back um, to uh, junior year sociology. Literally. Uh, world history, 10th grade, baby. Um, but like, I don't know, like realizing that what I thought was like a, a, a good aspirational thing to want is like actually probably toxic. And also like the extreme parallels. Or when Shoulds, I was younger, baby. When I was younger, I was like, these are so Look at them. And now yes. I'm like, look at them. <laughs> it's like one is like, one. I think with youth comes awe and with um, ma- maturity comes um, judgment. Oh, love that. Clearer sight and f- deeper uh, experience with which to judge, certainly. And also like just like the continuous slap on the face, hit in the head dunk in a pool that I like have this Mr. Big character in my life is like yeah yeah and that you follow some some ca- pretty like specific carry patterns too but, like people are so happy to be a carry and I'm like I fucking want to jump off of a building <laughs> meanwhile people are upset to be a Miranda and I'm like never anything <laughs> else <laughs> exactly um Bridget my first question mm-hmm. for you is watching it for the first time as a woman in her mid 20s do you see these women's lives as something to aspire to (laughs) my literal first answer was not particularly (laughs) (laughs) and then I followed it up with but I think that's because I have so many other 
characters to aspire mm-hmm. to now who relate a lot closer to me. And because their New York seems really far from mine, even the parts that cross over, like we just have different New York experiences, you know, in that, um, in that sense, like take away the 10 years, take away the 20 years of difference, even although those make a huge difference, um, particularly the 20 years, but I just like, don't, I don't live in their world, you know? So like that's, and I don't particularly want to, um, yeah. Do you see them as aspirational at all? No. I can see how if I didn't I would live love to here, have maybe. expendable income. Yes, that for certain. I mean the the apartments, the all of that, certainly. Yeah. Okay, Brooke. Yeah. Um if you could have one outfit of Carrie's, which would you wear? It would be the dress in Paris that Carrie um when when big comes and says I love you and it's like that tutu tuli yes it's, very, it's like, so good classic ballerina moment I'm obsessed with it I've always loved it that's my easy answer easy question absolutely easy absolutely um Bridget yes do you have do you want to answer that question too no because I didn't think about it I just remember at one point there was a dress that we were both like Bridget needs yeah. that yeah but I don't remember what it, I can vaguely see it in my head but clearly I okay. didn't pay attention Bridget. I think so many of the outfits are so 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 so, so goofy Bridgie if you encountered any of the major love interests out in the world who do you see yourself actually pursuing I just want to say because it's better the way Brooke phrased this when she typed it to me was if, if you encountered any of the major love interests out in the wild which is just <laughs> phrasing I love so let me put my safari hunting gear on. Um, I had to think about this one for a while in terms of like who in the street or in the world I would actually be interested in. Mm-hmm. And then it was pretty obvious to me. And it was a surprising answer. Um, because this is, I think, this is assuming I'm doing the pursuing. I think the answer would be different for a few of them potentially if they were pursuing me. But I think I would go for an Aiden. Just wow. like on the street, on the personality wise, that banter they have, Ugh. like, <laughs> I, <laughs> I mean, me too, by the end, but those, like Aiden. those, those first, no, you know, I don't, we t- did a podcast about this, but if I met him out in the wild, given how like Carrie met him and that interaction, those first like two episodes with him, mm-hmm. I think he's, that would be my vibe. Yeah. Can you answer this for me, yeah. please? Easy question. Easy answer. Jack Berger, fall on my face. Oh, fuck. That's who I meant. Oh. <laughs> Kill me. I was making fun of you for for this. Oh, my God. That's Guys, I, I take like, everything back. That's why I was no. like, I was that's like, why I was what talking about the, t- talking the about? two episodes where they met, like, out in the wild, literally. Oh, my God. Kill me. I was surprised you were so surprised. Guys, erase everything from your memories. Okay, but wow. you talk about I was why. Like, I don't even. I mean. I, that's why I was sh- I was just shook shooketh. It's um, literally written in front of me. Well, I don't know I love, why I said that. I love an emotionally damaged man child. So yes, with quick wit and his his coloring. So throw him in my pants. You know. Well, because when you said we, I hate him. I was thinking because by the end, Burger's the worst. But he doesn't start out as a man yeah, baby, no, no, which is the no. worst thing. He's so compelling, and then he's still somehow compelling even when he starts being childish. <laughs> oh my god, I cannot believe I said Aiden, guys. I would never pursue Aiden in the wild. 
you know we're we just having a moment of silence we should have what we should have figured out how many people we've we have slept with during the course of recording this podcast oh i can answer that for you easily really yeah because i was in a relationship for most of it three yes girl remember remember when when the scales were not like this when you used to be the one who didn't do this and i was the other way around is that it i'm gonna wait we started this in march 2017 yes technically recorded in february in february so seven so guys more than more than double me (laughs) that's remarkable i'm so proud of you wow honestly me too that is but before that, it was um, also three. Oh. Yes. So we're just so, flopped. You know, just welcome to the glory days, I guess. So there, there were some <laughs> the repeat offenders. There were some baby. repeat offenders. Brooke has in big there. dick energy right now. I do have big um, dick okay. energy right now. My last question for Brooke is um, what would the opening number and the finale of the Sex and the City musical be titled? Okay. I think that the first, the opening number would be called Hello, New York. Yes. And I think that the finale would just be called John. Oh, God, I hate that. It's really good, though. (laughs) Which I think that proves my point about the thesis of this show. (laughs) But I don't, or, yeah, I think that it's John. God damn, I'm still pissed they named him John. Um, Bridget. Yes. How much different do you think the show's fan response would have been if they had made Miranda a queer character? So for the time it was in, mm-hmm. um, I don't think it would have been great, but I'm also not sure it would have been that different given that sure. she was already like the weird one out who was like not yeah. as cute and like obnoxious, you know, mm-hmm. according to everyone else. Um and then I said, I probably would have liked the, the show more, more though, except yeah. I do love Steve. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We but love. I just don't, I don't think 20 years ago it ever would have happened that way. But I also think 20 years ago, people had their heads up their asses about Miranda. So, you know? Yes. Yes. Um, and then that's a great answer. And then we have some fan questions. <laughs> fan cues. Um, the fan cues. Where should we First, begin? I'm just going to do this re- one really quickly because it's sort of a piggyback off the one that we just did. Oh, um, yeah. Perfect. I th- so someone asked if Sex and the City were to become a musical, who would direct it, write it, and star in it? Oh, my gosh. Uh, You're going to have to take lead on this one, honestly. Yeah. Well, so I think that it is like... Could we just have SJP and um, Cynthia playing themselves? (laughs) uh, Honestly, I think that it's directed by Casey Nicola, no matter like how much I don't like him. Sure. Can you give me a tiny bit of context for that? Mean Girls. I was going to guess. I was going to ask who did. Who's the Mean Girls director? The prom. He's just like directed everything. Oh, sure. Um, Aladdin. Like it's just like very campy, very big production numbers. Yes, um, absolutely. I think that like I don't know who I would cast in it and that's like a question that I would have to ruminate on. Right off the bat, I would put I would I mean like he's a little bit I think like Mark Kudish in his prime, I see as Mr. Big. 
Um, I think you give oh, me sure. Sutton Foster as Miranda. I, I love that. You give me Laura Osnes uh, Laura as Charlotte. Laura as Charlotte. Oh, oh, different Laura. Laura Osnes as Charlotte, for sure. Okay. All right. All right. I think we, ha- I don't know who Samantha is. Um, I think that Carrie is Cynthia Revo. Oh, what? No, yes. she's she's too strong. I actually think that maybe Cynthia Erivo is is um Miranda. Oh, I love that. And I think that um I still say Laura Osnes is Charlotte. I think Carrie is I don't know who Carrie is and I don't know who Samantha is, but I'll get back to you all. Thank um, you. And then That was a really good off the cuff answer. And then writer, I I think it's like I, I don't know who would write it. I think just some like it would be like a Lawrence O'Keefe type. Interesting. These mean so little to me. Um and Mar yeah. Great. That's all. Thank you for that. Okay, Brooke. Yeah. Um can you go so someone asked if we could um comment on ploppability as a whole? What would yes. change if they decided to redo the show? Do you feel like any shows nowadays compare, et cetera? Um, <coughs> I think that like I think the two obvious parallels are girls and, and Broad um, City, Broad City, in so different ways. So I think ways. that like the show changes drastically, and the nature of what the show is about changes drastically with the addition of technology, which we talked about definitely, and we've touched on. I think that like, because it's almost like, um. What is the word I'm thinking of? Like procedural in the way that it's like mm, each episode mm-hmm. is sort of its own little bucket. And like yes, there are like totally. there's like a gentle through line. But Absolutely. I think. You know, I I feel like. The gossip girly world is like. I don't know. It's just like. Or. Girlfriend's I th- Guide. Yes. I think Girlfriend's Guide to Divorce is probably like a close. Oh, interesting. Sure. Um, like more recent thing. I think like Desperate Housewives certainly tried it in a way. Um, I think something that would be interesting about making it more ploppable and the inclusion of technology that like kind of crosses over is I think it would force the writing to go a little deeper. Mm-hmm. because a lot of what happens in the show is like sort of gimmicky at this point and it still would be, but I think it would have to go a little subtler, a little deeper, a little more, you know, and once you bring the internet in and like the cultural influence of all of that too, you know, obviously things start to shift more towards they are today. So a lot of the episodes that we said as went along would be handled differently would be, but I just think the writing would have to, it would just be a different style entirely in some ways, you know? Yeah. Like, even if it was still kind of, like, um, you know, fairly shallow at times and more just, like, fun and all of that, the versions of that still look different today. You know, there still has to be a different, different like, depth and, like, creativity of humor sometimes. I, I, yeah, I just think that, like, a lot of these shows are time capsules of, like, yeah, what the absolutely. world looks like in terms of our, you know, I think that's, like, it's why it's tricky to have, like, 
everyone wants to do reboots and that's great but like friends the way that the humor worked and the way that writing was being done at that in this late 90s early 2000s is just like not okay anymore totally and it's made our storytelling better it's made everything more interesting and so i just like our standards have obviously risen for good reason and we're lucky mm-hmm. um i like this question how did Me you too. like the music in the show any notable bangers um i think the show goes through like weird phases of music where like we ran into that that phase towards like end of season five season six where it became like early 2000 rom-com background i mean the fucking theme song is it slaps it it definitely does that saxophone i mean there's just nothing it it can't get better than that but the actual soundtrack i don't know that it's that iconic really no Um, i mean like your girl loves a saxophone moment but she really does but I can't think of like a million thing or uh, really any moments that super stood out. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think. I feel like there were maybe one or two, but I don't think so. I think they had a lot of good like buttons on episodes. Yeah. That would be a song, but it would be really brief. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think. I don't I don't think music was like that much of a part of this show. No, and I don't think that a lot of shows well, actually that's not true cuz like the other early 2000s like teen shows definitely did, but this one wasn't really about recognizable music in the background so much. Right. I think that's that's what I what As I As it was more of say. like a soundtrack in a in a yeah, yeah, in a more like literal music sense. Yes. Um Except maybe what's the song that Carrie plays um, to dance with Big Two on the record? That might um, be one. The um, the Moon River. Is it Moon River? I'm trying to think of what it was. There's a record that they play. Well, there's also the song that they sing from The Way We Were, you know. Yes. But that shit's expensive. I know, man. Okay, so I think our last listener question is, why do you think the show was set in New York? Um, they said, I know you both have lived in uh, in or near other metro areas. Why do you think this needs to be a New York narrative? Which is a, it's an interesting question because it's like a hard to separate the show from New York in any significant way, you know? I think that the way that people who don't live in New York think and talk about New York is why. Like, yes. we've, like the way that, you know, our friend Jessica from Australia talked about it and the way, like, even, like, people, I just feel like the people who were the biggest fans of the show were people who lived in far away from New York places who could would who probably wouldn't go to New York until their adult lives or like after the show had you know years later and like this was there aren't very many cities I think that people like I think LA is sort of one of them I was just gonna say in terms of American cities I think LA is the only other one but that's such a different vibe but that's where all the like like, LA shows were set yeah exactly like California it's because LA is where you like fuck around and New York is where you be an adult. 
Yes. And New York just has uh, glamour, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. Look at you fucking around. But I would also say that as with a lot of other shows of the era and as with um, even like current media that takes place in New York, often things are set in New York because New York is like a character. Like it's part of it for an essential yeah. reason because people recognize it. It means something. And it has feeling. a personality. It totally has a personality. All and the, the different person, parts of it have And the person that comes from like there are, you know. There are multi-layers multi of stereotypes that come from one city. Absolutely. And it's, it's Which I'm a sure lot of is not untrue for other cities as well. No, definitely not. But there's a lot of like enigma and there's a lot of imagination around New York. And I think you're right, especially for people who don't live here or haven't been here. Yeah. And don't like complain every day about what a trash place it is. But. Most cities, you know, have character and have vibe, and New York is just, it's iconic in all those ways. Um, and I also think for a lot of, I mean, just for the world it wanted to be set in, the, like, sort of high-end, but, like, still relatable, I don't know that there are a lot of places where you can, like, tap into both, potentially. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. I think um, that, that's it. Should we do, I like... Think so. Delta up, delta down of the past two and a half years. Yeah, absolutely. No, I don't even know if I could begin to think back. I on don't really want to do that. <laughs> no, but let's do that. Let's do a delta up, delta down anyway. Okay. Um, you start. My delta up is uh, opportunities. <laughs> yes. Um. My Delta down, I don't want to talk about my Delta up because I feel like I've gotten in myself into trouble by talking about things too openly on this podcast. Fair I, enough. I have I have a conspiracy theories. <laughs> um, please check out my side podcast, Splat Conspiracy Theories, <laughs> where I simply just talk about why I think certain things in my life happen because of the podcast. A.K.A. our friendship. Um. And then my delta down is that I just was a sad girl on Friday, but I'm better now. Yeah, those days happen, don't they? They do. Okay, my my delta my delta down is um that you're very far away, <laughs> <laughs> but also I think I just had like my arm has been bugging me for a while, and I keep thinking it's fine, and then tonight it was like twinging, and I just really don't want to be injured, so think that I'm not injured, please. And my delta up is um that it was light until 8 p.m. and sunny today, and will be again tomorrow, and it is upsetting how much it affects my mood, but it really changes everything. Uh, and I'm so pleased that we came to the end of this series and like did this thing you guys we have to tell you something <laughs> yeah well okay so first of all we have been really guilty of like promising things to you that then we have real lives that come up and sometimes we don't deliver so we have some things to deliver to you including we will do episodes about the movie the movies but they will come as they come. And then we're going to take a break because um, Brooke moved to L.A. and is figuring her life out and I'm figuring my life out. And we need to we want to figure out where we're going to take this, but we want it to be the right thing. We don't so. want to force because that won't be fun for anybody. No. 
So um, if you have any thoughts or suggestions, as always, we're open to them. Uh, But either way, there will be probably another chapter of this. And um, be patient with us while we figure out what that is. Yeah. Yeah. What is your social media, (laughs) ma'am? Oh, my goodness. Well, if you want to find me. Wait, wait, wait. Can you wait one second? Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, okay. I'll get there. I'll get there. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. She's getting there, everyone. No, it's playing in my headphones. (laughs) Oh, no. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. There's time. There's time. There's time. There's all the time in the freaking world. Okay, okay. Thank you for that. That was perfect. Social media, ma'am. One last time. Um, one last time. You can find me on Twitter talking about absolute nonsense that passes through my head and Game of Thrones. I'm Mrs. Brooklyn. <laughs> and you can find me on Instagram at Bridget M37. And Brooke, before I play you off, just really fast. Mm, no one mourns the wicked. <laughs> anyway, I would go on, but I don't need to put <laughs> everyone through that. Please, please now tell me your social media and change me again. You can find me on Twitter spewing <laughs> at Brooke underscore Wiseman and you can find me on Instagram asking questions about the Met Gala and various other things at Brooke Wiseman no underscore and if you put an underscore I will call you every single day and leave you a one second voicemail that is just a different type of cats in the naming of cats and so by the 400 days later You'll, I don't actually, it's not going to take that Can long. I sign up for this subscription service? <laughs> It'll just be like, beep, pragmatical cat. Thank you. Beep, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, perfect. What could be better for, as a punishment? Um, collectively, we are and still will be at Splat, Splat Podcast. Podcast. Twitter, Instagram, Gmail. We'll probably still post. It's an excuse to f- post photos of ourselves. We will, and because there will be, you know, it, it'll live on because eventually this will live on. So, and keep an eye out for uh, some Sex and the City movies dropping in your uh, pod box at yeah. who knows when. <laughs> who knows when. Um, hey, Maybe we'll take like a 24-hour moment you. when I'm in New York and just like crush them. Let's do it. Let's fucking do it. All right, um, team. Thank you for listening, for for loving, for being with us, for interacting with us. For anyway, for Splat Podcast, this has been Brooke and Bridget. Back to you, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> Signing out. Good night, Vietnam. <laughs> and that's how the cookie crumbles. Indeed. That, as I always say, was Splat. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>